Good morning, my friends. I'm Pastor Stephen Brooks, and welcome today to Morning Glory. Let's jump into the Word of God today in Matthew chapter 4, verse 4. Meet me there, and let's discuss today the subject of powerful faith. Let's open up in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank You for Your Word, that Your Word is a lamp unto our feet, and a light unto our path. We thank You for illumination today concerning how to live, how to walk, how to think as a believer. Father, we give You praise. Thank You. In Jesus' name, Amen. Praise God. We want to discuss powerful faith because we see examples in the Scriptures such as Jesus one time telling His disciples, O you of little faith. <laughs> well, I don't think any Christian wants to be addressed as somebody having little faith. So we want to fix that problem, perhaps if there's anybody in that boat. But I think that we all can continue to raise our faith to new levels. And you see also a few examples, even in Scripture, where Jesus said, Great is your faith, addressing a few individuals. Great is your faith. So there's great faith, there's little faith, and of course there would also be what we would call just, you know, average or nominal type of faith. But let's believe God. Let's actually use our faith to believe God that we can be people of God that move into great faith. Matthew chapter 4, verse 4. But he answered and said, this is Jesus speaking, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone. I know you have a physical body. Never forget though that you are a spirit, and you have a soul, and you live in your body. So you are not designed just to live off of protein and amino acids and carbohydrates and all of the other good things that are contained within food. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. What bread is to your body, and bread really being a reference to food, what bread or food is to your body really is what the Word of God is to your spirit. Ooh, thank you, Lord Jesus. Food strengthens you physically whenever you fast, you have deprivation of food. And of course, if you're fasting, not eating, now you also have the deprivation of taste sensation, and you're being deprived of that as well. That's why fasting is hard on the soul. But food strengthens you physically. It strengthens you physically. But here's something very interesting. Even if you eat a lot of food, you're going to get stronger but if you, if you just eat that food, but you don't ever exercise, you're still not going to be in prime health. You're not going to be in optimum shape. You could be eating really well, but because of exor a lack of exercise, you, well, you've gotten larger. Maybe, yeah, you got a little bit stronger because you need some extra strength. You know, your, mu your leg muscles are going to get stronger just carrying around extra weight. But you can still be flabby. You could still be out of shape, and you could still be in a, a condition physically that is not good. Well, it's the same way spiritually. You can just hear the Word, hear the Word. In other words, you're, you're, you're feeding on the Word, and you're feeding your faith. Your spirit is strengthened. Your faith is alive. But 
a lot of people in the church they never follow up on that they hear they hear great messages they hear great teaching but it's more than just hearing you must also exercise what it is that you're hearing in other words you have to put your faith into action it's not just going to good conferences and uh, going to church and you know listening to pastor Stephen on the internet all of these you know things that help you spiritually but you have to hear it and then once you hear it now you must take it and apply it in other words exercise you you've you've eaten the food now you need to do the exercise because if you just hear 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 all the time even good messages your faith is hearing good things but you don't exercise you'll have the same problem spiritually that a person would have physically physically just eat all the time you're going to get stronger but no exercise well you're still flabby you still are not developed the way you should be spiritually hearing the word all the time good messages good meetings all the time but you never really take that word and apply it okay what will happen is that your faith will not it will not go to that next realm it will not be fully developed you can stagnate your faith and that's something that we don't want to have uh, take place in our life. You can be spiritually out of shape just because you're not, you're not exercising your faith. The truth that you know shall make you free. But what you have to do in knowing that truth, it is now the application of that truth. That's really what produces the freedom. You can know that there's an inheritance left for you at the bank. That can set you free with joy, but until you go and apply that truth and go down there and get your inheritance, cash it, take the money, now well now now you've exercised that. Now you can go really enjoy the the benefits of the knowledge of truth. So we need to know it, but we also must make application of it. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You need to feed your faith. You feed your faith with the word. Uh, this Bible that I'm ministering the Word to you today, you know what this is? This in many ways is, is spiritual bread. This is actually faith food. This is what your spirit needs to eat. Your physical body needs, needs you know, food. Steak, potatoes, or if you're vegetarian, you know, a lot of Brussels sprouts and broccoli and, and, and all of that stuff. Whatever, you know, spinach, whatever makes you happy. Praise the Lord. But you're going you're gonna to have to learn how to feed not just your body, but you're going to have to feed your spirit, which is feeding your faith. And that is the Word of God, which is really faith food. Now, the measure of faith that you have, and every believer has a measure of faith. The measure of faith that you have, it really can be increased. I, I think that there are some Christians that just think, well, you know, with faith, uh, you know, you either have it or you don't. No, that's not true. Every believer has faith. It, it's just in different categories. Weak faith, uh, you know, good faith, better faith, super strong faith. So you can increase your faith. We see it in the Scriptures. We also see di different categories, different levels of faith that are revealed in various lives of various people referred to in the Word of God. Here's something that you need to know. God does not increase your faith. Ooh, that's something that's your responsibility. That's my responsibility. It's up to us to feed our faith. God will not force hamburgers and pizza down your throat. Even if you're starving, 
Of course, if you're starving, you wouldn't want to eat heavy food like that. You'd probably just want some, um, uh, you know, some kind of a thick drink to start getting nutriment back into your system. <laughs> I heard a minister say one time, you know, these starving children in certain countries that are starving, we, you know, why do we feed them this mush? We should feed them cheeseburgers. I thought, well, because if we feed them cheeseburgers, we'll kill them. You, you cannot take somebody who has not had proper food and is on the verge of starvation and just start forcing food down there. It'll kill them. You have to, you have to take food into their system very, very slowly. Those of you that have completed long fast, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And if your stomach is really, really empty and you have been in starvation mode, you just cannot go eat a heavy meal. It will violently shock your system and uh, can cause great damage. But it, it is up to us to feed our faith. The Lord is not going to do it. He, he will encourage us. There will be grace, but we must take advantage of the grace, and we must be the ones that work on developing our faith, because you can go to that next place of blessing that God has for you. You're going to need your faith to get there. So just put the effort in, build your faith up, and you'll be crossing over into that next realm of blessing. Praise God. Faith is increased through the uh, hearing of the Word, and then applying the truth that we know. Okay? Let me share with you Second uh, Thessalonians chapter 1. I really like this uh, Scripture. Very, very powerful, loaded Scripture. Let's see if we can extract some of the good, uh, the goodness, the nutriments, the vitality, spiritual minerals and vitamins out of this verse. Okay? This is Second Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 3. We are bound to thank God always for you, brethren, as it is fitting, because your faith grows exceedingly. Now listen again to what Paul the Apostle is writing to the church in Thessalonica. These are the believers there. Listen to what he said to them. We are bound to thank God always for you, brethren, as it is fitting, because your faith grows exceedingly, and the love of every one of you all abounds towards each other. What a beautiful verse. Praise God. Now, this is fascinating. The, the word here grows exceedingly, referring to your faith, your faith growing exceedingly. Uh, that phrase, grows exceedingly, in the, in the uh, Greek New Testament, is the word hyperzano. And yes, the first, the, first the first part of that in the Greek is hyper. So, you know, that word carries over even into our modern day English language. But in the Greek, it's the word hyperzano. And it means to increase beyond measure. To increase beyond measure. God wants you to increase your faith beyond measure. Certainly beyond where it's at right now. Hallelujah. Now this is an amazing verse. Watch this. And it says, Your faith grows exceedingly, and the love of every one of you all abounds toward each other. Okay, so your faith can grow exceedingly with hyperzano faith, okay? Also, Paul here refers that the love of every one of you all abounds. Your faith can grow exceedingly, and your love can abound. And that word abound in the Greek right there means greater in quantity, and it actually literally means to super abound. Ooh, hallelujah. Glory to God. Well, now, Pastor Stephen, it sounds to me like today you're preaching hyperfaith. Well, that's, if somebody is practicing hyperfaith, that, 
that maybe uh, would refer they're actually working the word that's actually in the Bible the word hyper faith or what we have here hypozano is actually in the word of God this is a faith that just continues growing and growing and growing and growing and by the way that's normal for the believer hallelujah and you can also have super love well now Pastor Stephen I just think that person's a little much too loving putting a little bit too much of an emphasis on love well if that person is doing that that sounds to me like the person is working the word and obeying the teachings of of the New Testament what's wrong with that you have hyper love you have you have excuse me you have hyper faith and you have super love all revealed in one verse that our love is supposed to be increasing glory to God well today we're primarily focusing on faith increasing but uh, uh, there was a a Greek New Testament scholar named Dr. Lightfoot and this is fascinating because he said here in this verse there are two word pictures and the word picture associated with the hyper faith your faith growing exceedingly in the Greek is the word picture of a tree that just keeps getting taller and bigger and taller and bigger and it just keeps growing all of its life that's the word picture of how your faith is supposed to be and concerning super love it is a word picture in the Greek New Testament of a flood coming in to a uh, an area of of land that it needs to be irrigated and a flood of water just comes in and begins to gently spread out and cover the whole land it is the character development of love through the New Testament word picture of a flood coming in on irrigation land wow but again the tree the growing of the tree that is the word picture of your hyper faith this faith that just continues to go from one level to the next level and it just keeps growing just keeps growing why it is the faith of God it's also the love of God so really there's no limit so let's try to accomplish as much as we can during our brief period on this earth and let's just see how far we can go with this the Lord certainly wants us to go as far as possible I really do believe that God doesn't want your faith to plateau God, God wants you to be comfortable in life. God wants you to have peace, serenity, and contentment. But at the same time, He does hold forth precious promises that He wants you to move into. So while we're thankful for all that He has done, He's not done yet. Glory to God. I like what Dr. Morris Cirillo is doing. You would think that a man in his late 80s would just hang it up and retire and be happy that you know he has preached the gospel all over the world and millions of souls have been won for Christ you think he would just take a break and cruise but he's not he's building a center that will be able to reach and evangelize many many people cost you know it cost over I think over a hundred million dollars but he's just not stopping he's not stopping why faith just keeps growing and growing and growing that's the way the Christian life is supposed to be and when you finally go home to be with the Lord you have done all that you could do you never you never stagnated you never camped out too long you just kept going you are thankful you are happy but you keep on going there's always more in the Lord thank you Lord Jesus so I believe 
I really believe it's time for you to move to the next level. Say yes. Praise God. Amen. Now, in order to do this, I believe that we all start from a level that we are comfortable with. The initial salvation experience, loving the Lord, learning about faith, learning how we can exercise our faith, and you start where you're comfortable at, and then you begin to work your way up from there. You don't want to go crazy and try to think, well, I'll just start at the top. That's not God's way. God wants you to start where your faith level is comfortable, find that place, and then begin to go up, 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 up from there. And we see that very clearly laid out for us through many scriptural patterns and examples. And here's one in 1 Samuel chapter 17. While I'm turning there, just say, I'm going to the next level with my faith. Praise God. 1 Samuel chapter 17, verse 33 and Saul said to David, You are not able to go against this Philistine to fight with him, for you are a youth, and he is a man of war from his youth. But David said to Saul, Your servant used to keep his father's sheep. And when a lion or bear came and took a lamb out of the flock, I went out after it and struck it and delivered the lamb from its mouth. And when it arose against me, I caught it by its beard and struck and killed it. Wow, that, that's pretty good for a teenager. <laughs> Woo, hallelujah, praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Your servant has killed both lion and bear, and this uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them, seeing he has defied the armies of the living God. Verse 37, Moreover, David said, The Lord who delivered me from the paw of the lion and from the paw of the bear, he will deliver me from the hand of the Philistine. And Saul said to David, Go, and the Lord be with you. What really persuaded Saul? What was it that David's presenting to Saul that he just says, Man, whew, go for it. Uh, we'll, we'll back you up the best we can. <laughs> and uh, he, he was convinced. Why? Proven track record of results. And that's because David started with what was presented to him, tackled that project, went on to the next project, went on to the next project, and he's stepping up every single time. And, you know, the first big one was the lion. He actually killed a lion with his bare hands. Now, this, of course, would be the spirit of might, which is mentioned in Isaiah chapter 11, verse 2, the spirit of might coming upon David. And he killed the lion. And a lion is very powerful, very, very agile, very fast. Um, you know, I've, I've stood just within a few feet uh, of these lions before. I, I think I got a little too close to one one time, and boy, that roar. The roar of a male African lion goes through you. Woo, hallelujah. <laughs> it's also very loud. You can hear from a long ways off. But David started with the lion, killed the lion, because the lion's trying to kill his sheep. Then, he, then there's the bear attack. Now a bear's trying to attack the sheep. I do believe that the, that the bear is the next level, and I certainly wouldn't want anything to do with a lion, but I definitely wouldn't want anything to do with a bear. Uh, a lion, fearsome, no question about it, with claws, but you know, a bear's got claws too. They've got, they've got claws that long, and they're so muscular, and they're so strong, and they're fast. They can run almost as fast as a horse, <laughs> and they can climb trees. So a bear, 
is a real force, a heavyweight to be reckoned with. And there's people, you know, that even that even, that even have shot bears with high-powered rifles, and the bear just, you know, until it drops dead, it just keeps on coming. Very, very powerful. So he went to a new level when he killed the bear. Again, the Spirit of God coming upon him. So this, you, you use your faith. You use your faith, not just over and over again on the same level. You use it, and then boom, you graduate. And then you get to that level, boom, you accomplish that. And then you're on to the next one. By the way, the next one is the one that made him famous. Ooh, hallelujah. And that is Goliath, the Philistine giant. And David basically said to King Saul, look, I've taken out the lion. And we, you know, you know in a humble way, we, we all know that's, that, that's not like a small thing. That's, that's, that's pretty powerful. Then took out a bear, you know, no swords, no spears, just, just the Spirit of God coming upon him. But now he goes for Goliath. And you know the end of the story. Took Goliath's head off when it was all said and done. Boom. That's all, this is all being worked by faith. You take the step, God backs you up. And David ran to the battle. I mean, Goliath is on the move towards him. But David, David is running. And he put everything into that sling, all of his momentum, all of his weight. I believe when that stone came out of that sling, it was like a bullet coming out of a high-powered rifle. The Spirit of God was on that thing, and that thing took off probably at 600 miles per hour and hit Goliath in the forehead and killed him, praise God. But my friends, level, level, higher level, glory to God, stepping up, procession, procession, progress being made continually. Don't don't let your faith atrophy. That's what happens to muscles when they're not used. They, that means they shrink, that, that they get smaller. Glory to God. It's good to take care of your body. But, but like the Apostle Paul said, bodily exercise has some profit, but godliness. In other words, the things of God, the things of the Spirit, this has eternal eternal value. So I really want to encourage you to be on the move with your faith. You've already accomplished things. You've already, you've already had some high water uh, moments with the Lord. It's time for you to go do something great, greater actually than you've ever done before with the Lord. It's time. I'm telling you, the Lord's with you. You must get up and you must go. Let's look at one more example before I pray for you. Psalm 78. This is very beautiful. Psalm 78, verse 70. He, that of course would be the Lord. He also chose David, his servant, and took him where? Took him from the sheepfolds. Pastor Stephen, I want to start at the top. I, I, I feel called to ministry. I want to start out with a church of 5,000 members. No, no, that, that's crazy. It, do, it doesn't work like that. If you were plugged into that level with no equipping, no training, no previous proven experience, you would not be adequately prepared to stand in that place. And God's all about not just you getting there, but you, you being qualified to be there, you being equipped to be there. There's no shortcuts with the Lord. There's no cheating the system. God, God wants you prepared, and that's part of the job of the Holy Spirit. God's going to get, uh, He's going to help you get the word that you need, the encouragement that you need. But my friends, stay where you're at and just go from level to level to level to level. Praise God. 
And if you start, you know, some people are privileged to start a little bit younger. I, I was in Israel one time, and I was talking to a teenage girl from China. And of course, you know, to leave China and then to get back, you have to be really careful with how you do that. But me and, me and my wife Kelly were talking with this girl. She's 17 years old. And, um, I, uh, and you know, those of us that were ministers, we knew that she was a pastor. She was attending the, the conference that we had there. And so um, I, I asked her, I said, how large is the church you pastor in China? She said, oh, very, very small. She said, Brother Stephen, it is very, very small. I said, I said, I said, okay, well, just come on, just tell me how, you know, I know you're being humble, but just tell me how many people are in your church. She said, I, I only have 5,000 members. I said, 5,000 members, that's a pretty good church. That's a good sized church. She said, well, you're not considered a general or a true leader in the underground church in China unless you have at least 50,000 members in your church praise God. But see, she was 17, but the Lord called her in the ministry very, very early. Of course, 17 is pretty early. <laughs> but, you know, extreme conditions sometimes warrant extreme grace. And that's what was going on there. But very, very humble young woman. Uh, of course, she's grown up since then, but very, very powerful in the Spirit, and very, very knowledgeable of the Word of God. But sh she had no shortcuts. She started, she started when she was very, very young as a child, kind of like a Samuel raised up in the house of the Lord. But my friends, God will start you where you're at, where your faith level is comfortable, and then climb, then climb, then climb. The, you can make big skips, but the big skips are primarily uh, attributed to you just really getting serious about your faith, getting serious with your walk with God, really just pumping your spirit full of the Word, and then applying, applying, applying that Word on a continual basis. Uh, no matter what it is, even things you're believing God for, even spiritual gifts, you know, use them, just like muscles, exercise them. I know that when, uh, you know, two, two very high, high, highly anointed prophets, um, one of them has already gone on to heaven, the other I think is probably like 90, maybe 92 years old now, maybe 94. But uh, the, these were great prophets, great men of God, one being like a spiritual father, the other being the spiritual son who's still alive today. And uh, these men with recognized worldwide ministries, but, you know, they were very close with each other, father-son relationship. Uh, but when they would call each other on the phone, the way that they would start the conversation is, is like the senior, the senior prophet would call the spiritual son, and he'd say, Paul? how am I doing today? He wouldn't say, how are you doing today? He would say, how am I doing today? And the prophet would say, um, you're doing good. Uh, God shows me that you're wearing a blue shirt. You've got on brown shoes, and you have on, <clears throat> you have on this colored socks, and this is what you had for breakfast. See, what's going on there? They're practicing all the time. They're, they're getting really prayed up. There's a phone call. They would practice, and just doing stuff like that all the time. Well, Pastor Stephen, that level of prophetic gifting, that's just grace. It, yes, it's grace, but it's also a grace gift that's just being really, really exercised, just like a muscle, and if you keep exercising it, it's amazing. It's amazing the development that can take place. Wow, glory to God. Exercise spiritual gifts. Praise the Lord. Take what you have and just keep using it as much as you can. Glory to God on purpose.
He also chose David his servant and took him from the sheepfolds, from following the ewes that had young. He brought him to shepherd Jacob his people and Israel his inheritance. So he shepherded them according to the integrity of his heart and guided them by the skillfulness of his hands. From shepherding sheep to shepherding a nation. If you can't shepherd the sheep, you're not going to be ready to shepherd the nation. Take what you have right where you're at. Use your faith. God, help me to do a really good job of these sheep. Let me get them watered. Uh, let me get them fed right. Get them some good grass. Make sure there's no ticks or bugs on them. Give them just as much relief and comfort as I can. Who knows, Lord, maybe you have something larger for me. Oh, God had something larger for David indeed. King over, over his people. King over the children of Israel. Glory to God. From one level to another level. Use your faith. Exercise your faith. Who knows, you may end up more with more than you were even believing and pulling for. You, that faith can just propel you further than what you even thought. It is the faith of God. Jesus said, have the faith of God. It, it, it can produce TNT, dynamic, dynamite results. But you're going to have to use it. Exercise it right where you're at. Believe. Receive the Word. But then exercise it. Make application of it. Hallelujah. I see great things unfolding in your life because of this. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank You for Your Word. We receive grace to go forward with You. We're going to use the faith that we have, and we're going to exercise it. Now, Father, give those opportunities for exercise. Just like in the natural, there's an opportunity to go to a gym. But Father, give opportunities in our world and there in the lives of your people where something comes up and they have now opportunity to exercise their faith in that area. Father, we thank you for it. We thank you that you're going to do it. And we give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God. Let's receive Holy Communion this morning. Please take communion <clears throat> with me today. We have the bread, we have the juice. Father, we now pray over it, we bless it, we consecrate it so it's set apart as holy. Father, this is now the body, the flesh of, of Christ, your Son. This is now the blood of Jesus. Thank you, Father. We, we look at it, we still see a wafer of bread, we still see grape juice. But Father, by faith, we believe that Jesus said, eat my body and drink my blood. And so we do that from a spiritual perspective, and we receive it right now as being the flesh and the blood of Christ. So Father, we thank You for faith that it's impossible to please You without it. So we're going to use it. So Father, we thank You for opportunities to exercise it daily. In Jesus' name, Amen. Let's receive. Father, we thank You for the blood of Jesus. We receive it by faith. We thank You that faith and love work together. We thank You that as we receive the blood of Jesus, we forgive anybody who has sinned against us, and we ask that You would forgive us of our sins as well. We praise You, Father. We now receive the blood of Jesus. Let's drink. Praise the Lord. All right, my friends, go eat some steak and potato, and then go spiritually exercise. Use your faith. God bless you. See you back.